Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 87. It's a bag load of fun. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. Excited, Mr. Ross McQueen. For many, many reasons, as okay. will become apparent very shortly. Do you want me to start again? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Excited, he, he, Ross McQueen. He sounds about the same level of excitement. <laughs> whereas, whereas, whereas I'm, I'm genuinely excited. We've got lots of, uh, lots of very exciting developments, which will unfold in the show. And we've also got a very special guest. Josie Pirelli. Queen Josie. Queen Josie from Chart Busting 80s is going to be coming in uh, language warning. The, yeah, I was going to say, just a guess. <laughs> but I'd say a language warning well, if yeah, Josie's coming in. Well, last time, last time I remember that we, uh, we said if you could not swear. So and she was on the focaccias. She was on the focaccias and, uh, right. and the funiculars and all, all sorts of things. I'm just going to hope... That she remembers my warning from last last time because I don't want to seem condescending and say, mm. uh, "Now you know there's no, you know, we we, we try not to swear on mm. uh, on box cutters." She does love a bit of a swear word, Josie Pirelli. So if you love hearing a bit of a swear word, that's coming up later on <laughs> in the show. We've also got uh, I plus don't... in pork, possibly the return of a long lost segment. I don't <sighs> want to say too much. No. I promised it a few weeks ago and then didn't deliver, but I think I can deliver this time. I think this time, it's back. Mm. Also back, I don't buy it. The golden age of television. Ooh, I wonder what it will be this week. <sighs> we, we have to wait till we open the golden age box. <laughs> They'll have read the blog. They'll know. Ah, not if I don't put it in there. Ooh, it's another mystery <laughs> week. No, I probably will. I want people to listen to the show. Uh, talking about crap TV... Season's end. Season's end. It's, it's, uh, it's been a long season, and it, it's come to an end. It, it has... to say goodbye to good friends. It has. Mm. I just wish we had a violin player in yeah. to, uh, to, to play during that segment. Going to finish things off with pork, and as Ross said, the return of a long-lost segment. But right now, as always, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. <laughs> In more Eddie Eddie Channel 9 news, Uh, Mark Llewellyn, who it was, he was uh, chief. He was head of news and current affairs. News at nine, and uh, he left, and it was his famous affidavit about uh, what Eddie may or may not have said that that introduced the whole boning thing. He is now. He swore that Eddie said that. Yeah. He was yep. going to bone Jessica. He is now looking at suing Eddie based on some uh, some media interviews Eddie did during the week, pretty much where he, according to Llewellyn, effectively called him a liar <gasps> by uh, by suggesting that the boning incident never happened. He never said it, uh, and that Mark Llewellyn quite possibly made the whole thing up. It's, this it's a bit late. <laughs> well. What well, it's a bit late for which one? It's a bit late for Eddie. Just shut up. Seriously, it's over. You're not gonna you're not gonna convince anybody that you did or didn't say that you're gonna bone Jessica Rowe. It happened a year ago. Just let it die. Why is Eddie out doing press now, saying, 
oh, yeah, yeah, well, it's really low blow and he made all that up and it's just crap. Like, you're not going to win over public opinion now. Give it a rest, it's, Eddie. It's like when all right, you, you're at a party and someone says something really, really nasty to you uh, and then you can't think of a comeback but everyone's looking at you and then five minutes later you go up to that guy and you say... You are. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the whole. This is the whole problem with Eddie. He just, he he's just got such a huge mouth and such a huge ego. He just can't take this kind of thing. Like when he did his news coverage and he was saying, you know, no one's getting boned here. I can see the headline: boner gets boned, and that's just old. It's just predictable. No, it's just because you're on the end of it, Eddie. Like. <laughs> Just you, you're gonna you're in the public eye. You're gonna have to put up with this kind of thing. Really? No photos. No photos. That no photos. That was Eddie. That was Rob Sitch. Apparently. I know. But <laughs> I, uh, I reckon that's that's what Eddie's trying to do. He's he's trying to he's trying to be the person who is upfront and the face of everything Channel Nine. Uh, but then when something doesn't go his way. He tries to distance himself from it. You can't do that. You've got to take the good, you take the bad. You take them both, and there you have the facts of being Eddie <laughs> Maguire. <laughs> but why, why, is he, why is he still beating, uh, beating this up? Like, why is he still talking about it? Just give it a rest, you know? You're not going to convince anybody now, Eddie. You know what? He, he was in the headlines last week, mm-hmm. and uh, he was in the headlines the week before, mm-hmm. but he needs to be in the headlines this week too. Oh, okay. That's just the way Eddie works. If he's not in the headlines, well, he, he can't really justify his position. Well, as we know, he's a regular box cutters listener. Yes. And, and I, I would say if he likes being in the headlines, he'd be big, Brett Cropley's biggest fan. Because <laughs> Brett has had him in the headlines just about every week. That's why he listens. That's true. Speaking of boning, <laughs> the ABC has sacked the woman behind the children's hit Bananas in Pyjamas, which has made $70 million in profits for the national broadcaster. ABC TV director Kim Dalton said he has abolished Claire Henderson's position as head of children's television, a job she held for 15 years. Uh, she also has produced a play school for more than 20 years and was the co-producer of uh, a couple of other kids' hits, Saddle Club and Blue Water High. Is Patricia Edgar to blame for this? Kim Dalton. No, no. Who's Patricia Edgar? Well, remember a few weeks ago we talked about Patricia Edgar from the Australian Children's Television Foundation and how she was complaining that uh, shows like Play School uh, were past it. And now... Very old-fashioned. Not hip to the kids. And now, Hendo... On your bike. What I've been hearing is uh, Dalton basically saying that it's uh, it's business. Um, yeah, what's what's the justification for sacking people under AWAs um, for business it's reasons? Required for procedural reasons, or you know, he's just he's just having a bit of a shuffle. Um, it's understood that Henderson clashed with Dalton over issues of corporate governance. Um, also, two other departmental heads have lost their jobs. The head of Factual, Denise Erickson, and the head of ABC2, Chris Winter. And uh, ABC2's going to, as far as programming goes, uh, come under the banner of just your regular, regular ABC. So uh, likely that we'll see a lot less of uh, the innovation that they've gone on to with uh, shows such as Good Game. Mm. Really? That's such a shame. Mm. Um, so is, so uh, it sounds like just a shuffle. It does sound like it, it's time to, for a bit of a change and they're well, just shifting things up. No, a bit. but are, are they Positions getting rid are of... actually being abolished. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. And, they need uh, to they need to shake things up a bit, which these days means sack people. Yeah, and uh, it was interesting that that came out just after uh, some of the controversy over the programming of the Channel Four out of the UK documentary, The Great Global Warming Swindle. Yes, now that now. was interesting. Which uh, ABC Science broadcaster Robin Williams has said was deeply misleading as far as uh, the flawed science in the show goes. Now, mm. we had a story a few weeks ago about Channel 9 buying the rights to to air that. Mm. But the ABC aired it. No, the ABC haven't, haven't aired it. They're, they're planning on airing it. The, the story goes that the board apparently pressured Kim to to screen it. Uh, Kim's now saying that's that's not the case, that they had always intended to screen it. But there was some talk that, that, that some of the more right-wing members of the ABC board had, had pressured the ABC to put it on air. Now, what there happened with Channel 9 buying that. it, though? Well, that was using your new story. You tell us. I have no idea. I, was, I thought somebody else may, may have heard. I mean, that was that was definitely a, a reported story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, so, I, I, I haven't heard. I, I heard. I remember when we talked about it, and then yeah, seeing that it was going to be on Channel Two. So I'm not sure. Uh, but the interesting thing here is that uh, apparently scientists around the world have urged this DVD not to be released because. They think it will, uh, because of the damage it can do, which to me just seems to be giving it more and more publicity. Well, unless unless people actually, though the networks around the world actually listen to that, um, it is interesting that the original doco was a 90-minute film and has been re-edited after complaints from some of the scientists interviewed down to a 60-minute package. Now, I've, I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it on, on this show, but whether or not global warming is actually a threat. It can't hurt to recycle. I mean, that's that's basically what, yeah. what it comes down to. Why do we even bother showing something like this? Why why do we even need to show something like this? Because I mean, because it, it it damages the economy, Josh. In, in, if it, the corporates actually have to take into account uh, the pollution that they're sending up their chimneys, plus it fits in with the Andrew Bolts of the world, their view of what the ABC should be, fair and balanced. And and fair and balanced is a completely... I mean, we had quotes from mm. uh, from the creator, and and if you remember, they were not fair and balanced. Mm. They were entirely biased. I, I, I don't know. I don't want to speak for anybody here, but my, my feeling would be that somebody like an Andrew Bolt would think, well, possibly the majority of people think like this, therefore a... A documentary like this has has a perfect place on the national broadcaster. See, and I, I would think that Andrew Bolt's understanding of fair and balanced would be if we had this this documentary of global warming is a complete farce in a double feature with an inconvenient truth, uh, and then that's both sides. Play that. Wouldn't that be Andrew Bolt's? Now, you know, you, you're such an Andrew Bolt apologist. No, no, no. No, that wouldn't you be... Lo- with your picture of Andrew Bolt and you're kissing him all that, the time. That wouldn't be Andrew Bolt's point of view at all. Andrew Bolt's point of view would be, we have, we're getting inundated with all this constant stuff saying global warming is true. This alone will restore the balance. Right. I see. Even though it's full of crap. Um, another another uh, program that's been brought up has been, did you guys see any of Crude last week? No. Also on the ABC, about talking oil. about, about uh, how how oil is actually created, which is basically uh, the oxygenation of the water stops. 
and so you get uh, you get all the carbon underneath this layer of uh, sulfuric acid hydro rotten egg gas chemical mm. um, and it all settles down the bottom and so this has actually happened in the past and what's happening is the ice caps are melting and so that's where all the oxygenating of the water goes and um, as the ice goes it's reflecting less sunlight so it's actually getting warmer um, but uh, so so that's been brought up as the other side of oh, okay. the, the argument mm. uh, more so than because an inconvenient truth the, I haven't heard anything about anybody picking that up no, I, well, I don't think it's uh, it's it's going to be on TV just just yet. Uh, but you know, those poor polar bears are lo- losing their fur, or so is my understanding. Uh, in Venezuela, Radio Caracas Television has been. Why can't we have a Radio Caracas? That's we could. <laughs> We've got Radio Karate. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Radio Caracas. I reckon we could. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> anyway, Radio Caracas Television, uh, Venezuela's oldest television station. Oh, has... right, right. you said radio. No, it's Radio Caracas Television. RCTV is the name of the TV station. Well, that's very confusing. <sighs> radio? Is it radio or is it television? I'm guessing, much like uh, NBC, ABC, and CBS in the US, it started as a radio station ah, okay. and then became a television station. Continue. Or BBC, ABC here in the UK. Where they still are radio as well as TV. No, you, now you're just confusing the issue, Brent. People at home, <laughs> their heads are blowing up, just exploding with too much confusion. Anyway, uh, as, a, as the result of a decision by President Hugo Chavez uh, to take away Radio Caracas Television's licence, the station is no more. RCTV was a big anti-Chavez station. And uh, Chavez said that they were heavily uh, in charge of organising coups and uh, and regularly broke a law that Chavez actually brought in a couple of years ago uh, that no bad comment could be made about the president. And just for our listeners just joining us, um, a potted history of Chavez, where, where does he sit uh, as far as dictators or uh, prime ministers or presidents go? Seventh. Over there. <laughs> well, he's got a beard. Is he, is, he, is he the Mugabe of South America or what's going on over there? Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's kind of... He's, he seems he's a bit more, he's fairly a bit more, dictatorial. If he's, he's a bit more Castro-like. TV stations. You know, people still, people still live their lives in... Uh, so he's communist? He's communist. Uh, that was another... Uh, Another argument he had against RCTV, that it was just capitalist propaganda. Uh, and he has divided the nation, but he has control of the nation. Uh, so kind of like our John Howard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's, it's, all, it's always sad to see a television station go, but one TV station's end is another's beginning. And TVES, which is a state-funded channel, has been given Radio Crackers Television's frequency and is now showing lots of pro Chavez uh, propaganda. That doesn't sound Caracas at all. <laughs> <laughs> that whole story was Caracas. <laughs> news from uh, LA where the festival of new programming has been going on and uh, apparently all of Australia's TV executives have been over there looking at new stuff. Uh, Kath and Kim has not been picked up in uh, the US television acquisition period. Ooh. Uh, but the comedy could still hit airwaves in the US later this year. It's likely to be given the go-ahead by major network NBC. It's been rolled back. 
which means it's still up for consideration as a mid-season replacement. Yep. Uh, if they did one season of that, they would already have more episodes than Kath and Kim have done in total. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, which, is, <laughs> which is why I think if we think back to a similar uh, export that the US took on, uh, which was men behaving badly, mm-hmm. uh, failed so miserably. Mm-hmm. Because men, men behaving badly, which was very much of its time. I don't think anyone's watching it now and going, that's brilliant. But at the time, it was a very popular UK show. Mm-hmm. Uh, only had uh, four or five seasons of six episodes each. And they just tried to do too much too quickly. Yep. Uh, it's interesting that The Office hasn't had that problem, though. The Office, definitely. But The Office did start with a six, episode six episodes first series. So. Now, it does seem like uh, the, the event over in LA is a bit of a pitching fest. Uh, the pilot for the US version of Kath and Kim's to be filmed in July, uh, relocated to Phoenix, Arizona, which uh, apparently is the fastest growing city in the US. They haven't mm. even shot the pilot yet. No. Oh, well, what do they expect? Meanwhile, Channel that, 10... That was probably what, the you problem. Think, you think, They're probably looking at this static going, uh, yeah. this show ain't no good. Do you think once people can have a look at it, they'll go, oh, my God, yes, it's so funny. Oh. It's a bit like the Monty Python, uh, the Say No More sketch, which didn't make any sense on the paper. But once you actually had people acting it out, it's funny. Uh, say No More. Yeah, oh, it's got people Say No More, in say it. No More. I know what I mean? It. Nudge, nudge. While we're on uh, the uh, LA sale fest... Excuse me. Uh, Channel 10 execs have come back from over there with a whole swag of shows up their sleeves. Shows that we've never seen. Mm. Uh, Including uh, sitcoms Back to You, which is a multi-camera laugher. Oh, God. Yes. Uh, The Rules for Starting Over, which is the new Farrelly Brothers sitcom, which could be interesting, could be terrible. Uh, back to you, uh, which I mentioned earlier, is uh, Kelsey Grammer and Patricia Heaton. So, yeah, yeah that's the... Uh... Kelsey Grammer was in Medium last week on Australian really? TV. Yes. He, he's a producer of it. Ah. Producer or an executive producer. He's involved with the production. Uh-huh. Also, one, one show that uh, that caught my eye that Channel 10 have uh, is Journeyman. The highest testing new series for NBC in five years... Uh, it's a one-hour drama about a guy who thought he had it all until he's sent into the past with a purpose. But will he impact on people's lives for better or worse? Life on Mars. Yes. Mm. Doesn't that sound just like Life on Mars? It does sound a little similar. Mm. Interestingly, uh, Channel 9 had uh, quite a good bit of publicity, particularly today in the Herald Sun, saying, oh, we've got the best shows ever, so much better than last year. Yeah, good on Channel 9, because I remember last year you coming back and saying, oh, these shows are crap, they're all going to get cancelled. <laughs> like, you, yeah, you did your best, but, you know, you don't know whether you've got the best shows. Yeah, Cashmere Mafia may be the next Sex in the City, or it may be the next Sunset Strip. Yeah, you, you never know. What about uh, Lipstick uh, lipstick Ladies? Lipstick. <laughs> I, I don't know if that got picked up. <laughs> uh Lipstick Jungle. Lipstick Jungle. I'm which, not sure who that one to. Which might be going to uh, 10 or 7. Basically, oh. they've, uh, they've bought together uh, a whole bunch of shows from NBC Universal and uh, they'll be getting one of the Bionic Woman, Lipstick Jungle or Life. Mm. 
just to uh, cover off on something we've mentioned previously, a US judge says he will dismiss Carol Burnett's $2 million US copyright infringement lawsuit over the use of her mop-tooting cleaning lady character in a Family Guy episode. No surprises there. And uh, while we're on Family Guy, just quickly, Family Guy's going to do a tedious one-hour Star Wars episode. Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Tedious, you say. (laughs) It's funny how he can say that without even watching it. And yet I I would agree completely. Do you want a band? (laughs) Shall we we start the the lobbying now? We're uh, we're not going to do ratings this week uh, because there's not enough of it, but I did just want to mention Channel 9 had their first win nationally. During the week, well, on on the back of on the back of State of Origin, which in the past would have meant blowing everything else out of the water. Uh, nationally, Channel Nine had twenty eight point three, and Channel Seven had twenty eight point two and a halfish. Yeah, see, and this is this is where I go because I'm sure Oztam, as a statistics company, mm-hmm. uh, publish along with their ratings a margin of error. Now, I, I would really like to know what that margin of error is. Is it point zero 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 nine, Or is it around about 1%? Well, you'd think with the huge number of people meters that they have and the huge number of people doing the ratings that it must be very small. And I've never, never, ever heard any acknowledgement that there might be any errors at all from Oztan. <laughs> Actually, that's, that's right. I've never heard any acknowledgement that there might be any errors, but... Any good statistician knows that you can't have any statistics without some margin of error. So I would say that week's a draw. I'm calling it a draw. Okay. They finally win one, and he called it a draw. I'm taking that win away from them. <laughs> Poor Channel 9. You know what? If they, if, they won, if they won by more than half a percent, yeah. I'd say, fine, you can have that. It was close, but Fair you can have to that. Channel 9. But 0.1 of a percent... Mm. Get stuffed. That's a draw. <laughs> well done, the winners. Bad luck, the losers, as Barrier Barry used to say. He was, he was my soccer coach at high school. There's going to be a uh, another new pay TV station from MTV Australia that allows viewers to upload their own content to be aired on the network. Uh, viewers will be able to go online and create iDance for the channel and for one hour each day, TMF which is the Music Factory, the name of the new ch- channel, uh, will broadcast... Total Mother. ...will broadcast... Shut your mouth. User-generated videos uploaded via the internet or mobile phone. So it's uh, cable oh, TV great. 2.0, I believe. Great. That's Up- where uh, the users actually create the content. Uploaded phone vision. Oh, I can't that's, wait to see that. That's exactly... Exactly what I'm going to be spending my extra Foxtel money on. That's what television needs, some uh, uploaded phone footage. (laughs) Ross, you've got some news that we missed. I do. uh, Heroes has announced that it's having a spin-off next year. Heroes Origins is going to be be a new show. And it's going to, quite clever, it's going to actually screen in the gaps because, uh, because the US season goes for nine months or something. They have several gaps of... You know, over Christmas they have six, seven weeks off, and a couple of other gaps throughout the year. Uh, this this series is actually going to screen in the gaps, and it's not actually going to involve any of the heroes' characters, but there may be a competition where the uh, most liked character gets voted into heroes. Oh, so it's not say going to be from the previous generation 
no, 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 or no. anything like that. It's no, I, I think it's going to be more. They're going to have the the same sort of powers, but I think they're going to be more standalone episodes. I oh, like self-contained. This is Billy's story, and kind this of is... kind of more like the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Oh, cool. That, that'd be nice to yeah, see. Yeah, so it'd be interesting. Be nice to see. Lastly in the news, uh, TVNZ, that's uh, New Zealand's equivalent of, of the ABC, I believe. Uh-huh. Uh, their chief executive, Rick Ellis, is uh, in a lot of trouble. He told a parliamentary committee that the cop show Police 10-7, which features real crime TV... Is, is 10-7 like the 911 or triple O of New Zealand? I'm, I'm guessing so, because it's, yep. a, it's a real crime reconstruction show. Uh, and he said that that helps the broadcaster meet charter obligations to New Zealand's indigenous Maori culture. Oh, because they're always getting locked up. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. I see the racism, racism there. You see it? Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a, a huge problem. Uh, apparently, he, uh, he won't be getting into any uh, pubs in Melbourne. <laughs> and that... Is the box cutters news? And now it's time to say "Game on, Mole" to Josie Pirelli. <laughs> Game on, Mole! What an introduction! That is the best one to date. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, love. My job here is done, Josie. From chart busting eighties, you come to us in the week preceding your final show for the season. Yeah, so the finale is, yes, just around the corner, literally. This this Thursday? It so would be this Thursday, correct. If you're listening to this after Thursday, you've missed it. What have you done? <laughs> but you can catch the replay on Saturday night. That's right. See, Brett knows which side the Brits butted on. He's up to speed. <laughs> so it's CBA uh, 10.30? Oh, see, Brett, I knew the stalking. I mean, I knew the, the fanship that you had for Chart Bus and 80s was only a good thing. But, of course, that does mean that uh, you can you can be a little more risque this season. <laughs> yes. Wait until you see what I'm wearing. Is it That's boobs risque. out? Well, or? it was boobs out last week. Really? Yeah, the girls came out to say hello. The left one in particular. I'll have you naked by the end of this song. It just popped out. Too much to the big applause. Right. Everyone. And was that during a, a talk break or while you were dancing? Uh, so, while I was so dancing. While I picture. was dancing, one of my assistants called me and says, I need to talk to you. Really? So she takes me outside. She goes, I'm just saying, you know, your boobs falling out. And I came back and I said, you don't need to tell me that in private. I want to share that with everyone. <laughs> and I was just sitting there. It was fantastic. And I watched back. Yeah, she was definitely out. She did a Janet Jackson, an intentional one. An intentional wardrobe malfunction. An intentional one. I made sure that the bikini top was programmed, that it was just a bit smaller so she'd pop out. And you, you pre-tape chart-busting 80s? Never. No, completely no. live to air. How works your research? Uh, you, do you want to edit that out for future reference? <laughs> no, we've been live for four years. So there's no chance of, of you know putting that boo back in, uh, in Maybe post. Maybe if you can help me. Look at it this way. It's live, but unlike any other live show in mainstream television, we don't have a five-second delay. Right. So if the girls come out to say hello, they say hello. If I say game on mole, it comes out nice and clear. Fantastic. You know? if, uh, if Brett plugs box, box cutters. Yeah, <laughs> the bone of contention for the old Brett. <laughs> Poor Brett. He, he was crying. He came in here on that Monday and it was just it's crying. a bit of a tear. Josie told me off on air. Actually, <laughs> actually just after uh, that, that incident, um, when I was uh, sitting back over and you were dancing around and came, I was just inconsolably sobbing. Yeah, That's I know. why I wasn't up dancing. And, and I'm like, you guys, I can't dance anymore. I've been, I've been told to shut up. 
Josie, I told him that people pay good money to be told off by you. That's right. That's how I make a living. Yes. <laughs> they want to be spanked, yelled at, treated like a baby. Because you're, no. you're a teacher. But enough That's of, right. A teacher of many arts. But <laughs> enough of Jeff Jenkins. You love Jeff Jenkins. No, enough of Jeff Jenkins and what he wants. <laughs> so, so you've got the... Uh, not right. Last right. No, it's completely wrong. I, I don't even know why we let him out. Yeah. Who let the dogs out? Is that... Okay, you've got a DVD out. I'm talking about dogs, yes. yes. Who yes. let the yes. dogs out? That's, that's, that's well far in the too recent. No, no, it's, it's the future. Mm. I don't even mm. know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, why, why are you even doing that? I know, I feel sick. Don't. Mm. I've, got, I've got an important question for you. This this uh, came from uh, our uh, yes, loyal, I am single. loyal listener, Lyndall. 38 inches, yep, sorry. <laughs> our loyal listener, Lyndall, asked, uh, do you have any 180 song where you would draw the line? That I wouldn't play. That you would not play. I tell you what, as I just wipe the foam coming out of my mouth, literally if everyone can see me, I hate Pat Benatar. She makes me sick. Really? I can't can't stand Every time I see her face, when love is a battlefield, I played it once and someone sang it once on the show and I felt sick. So (laughs) a band this week wants to play it and I said no. Really? Too right. Wow. What is is it about Pat Benatar? I know. She makes me angry. I just see her. I don't like her. Right. She's just with those googly eyes. No, she makes me... Oh, don't. I'm already getting hot around the collar. Right, because I'm like that with Mickey. Yeah? Yeah. You you don't like the old Tony Basil. Can't can't hear it. You know, I I have distinct memories of seeing it on sounds and hating it when I was little. And now if if anyone sings it, if someone's just walking around in the street singing it... Is it the cheerleader pyramid that you've got a I problem with? I think it's Tony with, Basil's or? face. Yeah, the first face. It's Tony Basil's face. Yeah, and, uh, and also just the chanting and the... Uh, and, I, and the whole arms. I oh, hate. Mickey, that's the... No, hey, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no, uh, no Pat Benatar in your chart-busting 80s DVD? No, no. And, uh, and tell, us the, tell us the good news. The good news, there's a lot of good news, but the big news is Chart Busting DVD 4 has debuted number 33 on the charts. Aria charts, that is. That's fantastic. How good is that? That is fantastic. And who have you beaten? I have uh, debuted ahead of Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Videos, that's just re-entered the charts. The Gunners. I'm sandwiched between Robbie Williams and Axel. I don't oh, mind. Watch out. Sandwiched between those boys. That's a little bit of good, a little bit of bad. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Pick whichever one you want. Yeah, that's right. From there. Welcome to the jungle. Now, have you. Uh, <laughs> oh, that cough button does work. Now, have you um, had any approaches from SBS or ABC? Um, ABC are surely are looking for a late Friday slot filler these days. Yeah, ABC's been interested a couple of times with us. And uh, why we lost out the first time, as I said, when they had a look at Chart Busting 80s, when they looked at it as a variety show, they already had it in Spicks and Specs. Yep. When they looked at it with music, they already have Age, uh, age and Rage <laughs> to facilitate that whole 80s quota. So they just didn't see how it would fit into the market. Then um, SBS, I wasn't multicultural enough, was the first decision I had back in 2005. But but I think we've talked about this before. We have talked about this many times. You are 100% WOG. 100% WOG. And, right. and but not wog enough for SBS. But not wog enough for SBS. <laughs> well, what, who who actually is more wog? You or Vasily? 
Well, see, this is the thing. Because Vasily's got himself a gig. Um, Vasily's got himself a gig because he incorporates that, you know, being bilingual. Whereas I do too, but they don't accept Funkulu as another language. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So so when um, SVS has had a look again at Chart Bustanese, as much as I love it and they want to... Um, they were really interested. They said their policy is they just cannot go back on the original decision, oh, which no. is just a shame. So it doesn't matter if they love it or whatever, they won't go back on the original decision. So we've been in one of those fortunate positions. They're not then. football umpires. But see, this is the thing, and that's what I said. I went, well, it's a shame because you're missing out on something really good and it's awful that you know you don't have that decision-making to be able to to even give it a go for the second time. And, and how closed-minded the, the ABC to go, well... We've already got music videos and we've already got variety. Well, this is the But thing. not to see that you're doing something that is absolutely unique shh, and shh. building huge audience every week. Surely you'd be the perfect lead into those endless countdown repeats they often well, shove on. You would think so. and mm. I, But I think that this is a, the interesting um, bone of contention. The thing is... ABC, as we know, is predominantly white collar for all the stuff that they have on there. And I know when I was approached by ABC Radio, they said they've had enough of the white collar society. They want to incorporate the blue collar because blue collar bring it, they make it real. You're trade workers, you're from a migrant family, and you've got more to give as opposed to someone that hasn't had that sort of upbringing. But on a TV format, because such a strong female person with Queen Josie, a lot of people are afraid to take that. You know, the feedback you get is, you know, you're too confrontational, you're too vulgar, um, shut up, let Jeff do the talking. Your breasts and, come out. And your breasts come out, you know, and you swear too much, you know. And one comment I had from a mainstream network was, you know, shut up, sit down, let Jeff tell you off and you behave yourself. <laughs> and I said... How about we play a game of fuck off and you go first? Nice. Because that's clearly a comment coming from people who seem to have not seen the show and don't know either you or Jeff. Because I don't think Jeff's ever told anybody what to do ever in his life. No, I don't think so. And that's why it works. Because it's just, he's that sort of a personality. But... But Jeff being the way he is, and we've worked together for nearly six years. So, you know, we've obviously, the show has changed so much. And the, the Queen Josie and the BR has, you know, now you've got people, oh, we love Queen Josie. And then you'll get the two people in the audience that go, we love you, BR. Can we have a <laughs> I love BR t-shirt? But you don't have that on TV. Because if you look at Daryl Summers and Sonia Kruger, you can tell Daryl Summers' face contorts every time Sonia starts talking and cracking a joke because she's more funnier. And again, she's a strong female. But you don't have that chemistry. You don't even have it with the guys from Idol. There's just no chemistry at all. So people don't go to see them to interact. They go to see the action. Whereas, you know, a lot of the feedback we get is, you know, because they could sit at home and watch the clips, but they want to see this interaction between me and Jeff. Well, and that's that's true. You think about... uh Pretty much the only strong female host on on TV, Greta Colleen. And, and that's another, yeah. And the only males that she gets to interact with are either uh, Mike Goldman, who uh, really is the warm-up guy, yeah, uh, or a bunch of kids who she clearly has authority over. That's right. And she's another strong, you know, female. You look at someone like Kate Lambrook, another strong female personality. That's what they want, but... Being strong and female and stand up for what you believe in doesn't translate to Australian TV. But, you know, your people like your Julie Zamiro's and your Fifi Box that are like, oh, I'm so nervous, <laughs> works well because they can resonate with different crowds. They go, oh, you know, she's nice, she's mumsy, she's wholesome, she's whatever. So who do you think would win in a fight between you and Julie Zamiro? Who'd win in a fight? Me. 
It's on, ladies and gentlemen, it's on, of the on, it's audience. On, <laughs> we will get Julie Zamiro in here with Josie Pirelli. Yes, it has to be done. I'd be, I'd be on your side, Josie. They will. Uh, they will have one one hand tied to each other, <laughs> <laughs> and a knife in the other hand, beat it style. Yep. And uh, and we'll see who exits. I can't wait. Oh, I wish we could do that now. Someone get Julie Zamiro on the Let's phone. put us all in Celebrity Big Brother. That's what I'm saying. Put us all in Celebrity Big Brother. Mike, no one would watch that. If I was in there nude, people would watch it. Would you nude up for a national TV celebrity Would I nude style? up? I already have, sort of, in a sense with a show, with them coming out and all that. But this is the thing. I wouldn't want my parents... To see my naked body. Mum goes, oh, well, you know, I gave birth to you. And it's like, yeah, but I think I've changed over 30. Yeah, but, you know, but your uncles and all now. that. Yes, you know, <laughs> you've got a lot of things going on. And the so, but the thing is with Celebrity Big Brother, they don't actually show those bits. No, they don't because there's not, you know, mine would be worth it. There's no camera in the toilet. So. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, right. But, but nobody wants to see Molly's tits. No one wants to see Molly's tits. Can you imagine him? Like, I'd go in a Big Brother house, obviously me, Julie Zamero. Let's put in Molly Meldrum. Let's put in Daryl Summers. <laughs> let's put in, you know, Lisa Oldfield, you know. Because <laughs> me and Lisa, you know, it's that love-hate. You guys get on? Well, you know what? Some things that she says, she's not too bad on, but then she just gets on a tangent. And I'd love to stand there with T-shirts. And I'd encourage people to make them for me, going, eliminate the scum, zero tolerance, fuck off. And I'd love to sit there, you know, when instead of consoling people, I'd love to say, yeah, if they go, oh, I don't understand why everyone doesn't like me. say, because you're a fucking idiot. And that's why nobody <laughs> likes you. And I want to be the first to say that, because all the fun people get voted out of Big Brother. All the controversial ones. And you always get the losers that like the metrosexual trucky with the, like, you know, loser brigade. Now, now like- speaking of uh, losers, losers, did you have something to tell us about Sunrise? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> reach out for the Sunrise. Bring a new day into your life. Well, that, well once, I, once I met them, that shattered that illusion. It was so funny. Do you know, I have to create the scene so you can all believe what happened. So I leave Melbourne at 6.15 in the morning, dressed a la Queen Josie. Mm-hmm. Got on the plane. <laughs> and they literally on the plane. Too right, they did. Got off the plane, got right into the taxi. It's like, we're going to Brecky Central. It goes, oh, where we do sunrise. We've stopped outside. Melancholy. we literally just walked outside then. I've run up with an old... Bloody blown up A4 picture of me, Koshi, and Dave O'Neill at the Logies. Because <laughs> Dave O'Neill goes to Koshi, well, this is Joyce Rally. And Koshi goes, Well, if you're in Sydney, I say, If I come to Sydney, I'm going to come see you. He goes, Yeah, yeah, all right. And then by the time I got there, Mel's like, You know, done the whole double take. And Koshi's like, Oh, God. And I said, Do you remember me? I remember loving the elevator. <laughs> you know, and Koshi looked at me as if he's trying to figure out have I had a one night stand with you know, it just, You know, that whole look of surprise, like, Oh, Fuck, would she tell me? So I've gone in and then um, I'm standing there with the waving the DVD and I thought, you know what? It cost me 50 grand otherwise. I got it on Channel 7. That was my mission. And then they had some people there with placards with, you know, um, you're making finance. Um, someone had on there, Koshi's making finance sexy. And all these people standing with placards and I'm there with the DVD going, G'day, how are you? <laughs> you know? And then so Monique, who does the weather, comes out and goes, what is this? And I looked at it and I went, what is this? This is me. And Chart Busty knows his TV show dudes, volume four. She goes, oh, okay. So I stood next to this girl with a placard who said, Koshi is making finance sexy. So I'm standing next to her and Monique goes, 
are you prepared to stand behind that comment if we put you on air? They said to this girl, she goes, yeah, yeah, no problem. So I'm just standing there like that with my DVD. <laughs> just, you know, obviously a mobile prop. And all of a sudden that on air, right, we're here on sunrise, waving. And they said to this girl, so you're saying Koshi's making um, finance sexy. Can you tell us why? And she just froze. She went, uh, she had a Bridget Jones moment. Um, uh, I think that lady can tell us. And all of a sudden, I'm on here, grabbing the microphone, going, Well, Kosh and I, it's really quite simple. We're bringing sexy back, people. We're bringing sexy back. And they've gone back to the studio, and Mel's like, So, what do you say to that? And apparently, Koshi was bright as a beetroot, bright red. And he's going, uh, Well, I suppose she's, she's human after all. And then he goes, um, that's the young woman I met at the Logies. So I got to do what I wanted to do. I had to do it for the people. I said live on air for two weeks I was getting to sunrise. I wasn't going to let the people down. That's fantastic. <laughs> that is absolutely Yay fantastic. For me. <laughs> now, Josie, uh, you've... Uh You've brought a, a copy of Chartbusting 80s in. Can we give it away to... You uh, certainly can. ...to one of our listeners? We'll, we'll take the first caller. <laughs> <laughs> and the time starts now. <laughs> Do you want to... Not a whole heap of interest for that, Jess. <laughs> I know. Can you hear the, sw- the, the phones are going crazy? Switchboard, everything. Do you want to... Maybe we'll... Uh, off air, we'll think, we'll think up a question. Yep. And uh, and we'll do it during the quiz segment. Oh. The mm. return. Mm. At long last. Return of the quiz. Of the quiz. Fantastic. Josie Pirelli from Chartbusting 80s. Thank you so much. Now, oh, your, your final show will be on Thursday night. Yep. Thursday 9 to 11 p.m. And, and I hear you've got sort of 10, 20 people booked for the audience so far. Yeah, 10, 20,000 people booked for the audience. We're going to be like the footy show soon. We're going to have to do it from Rod Laver Arena. I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that it's one. It's going to be excellent. Thanks so much, Josie. Thanks, Josh. Are you one of those that follows the follows, 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 follows the Pepsi is putting coke into their I as much as I want. Got sly look, sly look, sly Hello, this is Ricardo Montalban. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. Brand new ad this week from our friends at Telstra. Oh, they are good friends. They are good friends. I hate them so much. <laughs> uh, this, this ad actually stri- starts with a very striking image. It's, uh, it's a whole lot of people sitting in formation flying through the air. Uh, and it's as though they're in a plane. Right. But the plane, if there, is invisible. Like and Wonder all, Woman's plane. Yes, and all the seats are invisible. So essentially, they look like they're just sitting, floating in midair. It, it, it's quite an effective image. Like Wonder, Wo- like Wonder Woman and Aquaman used to just sit there, flying in her invisible plane. Did they? Yeah, back on uh, Super Friends. Oh, maybe that's where they got the idea from. Or League of Superheroes or something. Okay. Uh, and a voiceover says, Imagine you could bring people together wherever they needed to be. Cut to a girl. She's standing on a whole lot of pieces of pink paper, and there's more pink paper falling from the sky. And she reaches her hand out, and a bit of paper falls onto it. And the voiceover says, "Imagine the classroom was like a field trip." Then a woman is walking through a busy street scene, and she walks through a wall into a building. And the voiceover says. Imagine a security wall only you could pass through with Telstra's blah, 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 blah. You can do all this and more. Now, this ad really shits me. It's an Australian ad for an Australian company with Australian consumers. Get the vernacular right. We don't have field trips in this country, Telstra. We have excursions. That's right. 
Ooh, that got me angry just when you said it. It's it's absolute shit. I mean, aren't we saturated enough by US culture? Maybe Chelsea should go back to uh, milking the uh, little cute kid who thinks that the Great Wall of China was built to you know keep all the rabbits out because they haven't uh, they haven't completely overused that at all. But at least those ads feature you know Collingwood in it rather than saying, "Hey, Dad, my hey guy, my dad used to play for the Green Bay Packers" or something like that. Get the vernacular right. It's Australia. Idiots. It's it's like, do you remember that uh, MasterCard ad where the dad takes his son to the, quote, cricket? Oh, quote, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was actually baseball. Yeah. And, uh, and the only way we could tell that it was actually an American ad was because, I think, in the car, the kid's T-shirt was backwards so that the dad would be on the proper side of the car. Oh, They'd right. actually flip the, the image around. Yeah. That was the only way we could... But in, in the American ad... Uh, you know, the, the kid gets a, a baseball glove and it's, you know, his first glove. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they replace that with some clunky yep. kind of footage of, you know, a, an adult's hand. In, yeah. Uh, it's just terrible. Yeah, it's, yeah. But that's... All, the, so, all, all, all those late night ads that Brett's complained about before where they say, you know, ring now, call now if you're in Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Get it right. Well, and it makes me wonder, did Telstra just steal this ad from the US and copy the copy? Well, I presume so, because I can't imagine any other reason why they'd say field trip. Yeah, why wouldn't Australian write field trip? Unless, you know, excursion. No, that doesn't sound right. Let's make it sound more kiss-arsy American. Maybe that's uh, what it needed to change for, to uh, get Sol's sign-off. Yeah, maybe mm. Soldier Hiller went, what's an excursion? Yeah, mm. yeah. That's... We don't have those in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't buy it, and uh, and I'm cancelling everything I have with Telstra. Excellent. Hi, it's Pete Smith. They're not really naughty boys. They're just box cutters going about their business. The golden age of television. I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, Josh. You can't do that after after Mr. Pete Smith has okay. just come on. Okay, okay. Let, let me try again. Let me try again. <laughs> <A> pale imitation. <laughs> And now it's time for the golden age of television. That's better. That's better. Uh, what are we doing this week? This week... Open the envelope, please. <laughs> <laughs> this week, weeds... Weeds. And entourage. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so so glad. So another HBO show. That means out of the golden age of television, after this week we'll have done five shows... Four of them from HBO. Yes. And one from Showtime. Mm. Weeds is uh, is from Showtime. It's the first Showtime show that we've done. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought about doing Dead Like Me, and it just doesn't quite cut it for for Golden Age. If, it if, just misses that mark. If Brett had more say in production meetings, we probably would do Huff. <laughs> yeah, pro- probably. <laughs> <laughs> but Weeds is, the, Weeds is the first one that, that really cuts it as, uh, yep. as Golden Age of television. Because of the way it takes the family drama that we know so well, things like Seventh Heaven, mm-hmm. things like Beverly Hills 90210, The O.C., uh, which are Gilmore Girls, Gilmore Girls, and kind of just stabs it in the kidneys a little bit by making the mother a marijuana dealer. She lives in uh, the wonderful town of Agrestic, which mm-hmm. is one of these gated communities that we see so much of in the US now. And you don't know what a gated community is? It, is? is it gated? I thought it was just full of good Christians. 
Oh, it, it, yeah. it seems a little big to gate a whole suburb. Well, that's true. Maybe it's. Uh, I, I know, like, uh, it's like a very like on the riches. The riches is a gated community. Yeah, but that's that's really little more than a street. Yeah, a very a very new suburban development where you've got a selection of six different house styles and and everybody's everybody's got the that. same one. Yeah. But it's yeah. yeah, and it's heavily, uh, but but still heavily kind of legislated. Yep. It, it's one of these. It's a suburb where you can't hang your washing house mm. outside. That that sort of thing. Everything has to be absolutely perfect. And you get we, in trouble for missing a week on mowing the lawn. Yes, mm. you know, and mm. and that's we get that idea very easily and very quickly from the opening credits, which is the little boxes song, and and genius, very subtle uh, CG, yeah, computer graphics with with the same people appearing again and again yes. and again and again, the same boy getting off the bus again and again and again, Guy so walking into like and out of the coffee shop, coffee shop, the daily grind, coffee shop. Uh, the the woman jogger, which is all the same woman jogger going in all different directions. And, of course, in the show we find out that, no, these people aren't all the same. They've all got their hideous little secrets. Mm. And it's it's something that uh, I think when we started we said it's exactly what Desperate Housewives should have been. Mm. Uh, but Desperate Housewives were just way too cartoony. We've talked a lot about weeds on, uh, but on, also on box I, I find interesting. It's kind of its moral centre is very hard to pin down. I mean, it's not an easy watch in that way. You you, you are a bit conflicted watching it because yes, she is a drug dealer, and that causes her to do quite a few horrible things, and yet. But she's, she's a good person. She's a good person. And she's and doing she, it to make ends meet. Yeah, and she loves her family. And and then you've got the uh, the brother. I can't think of what the brother's name is, but her brother who comes brother and stays. Law. Yeah, her brother-in-law yeah, brother who comes so and her stays. Dead husband's brother. Yeah, and uh, gets involved in texting, sex, uh, sex texting with uh, with her son's fifteen-year-old deaf girlfriend because. Because the girlfriend thinks it's the son, like it's it's morally it's a very ambiguous show, which is which is fantastic. We don't get enough of that. You're not told exactly what to think, and that's and that's another marker of of this golden age of television. Something that we talked about, uh, or we kind of hinted at with Oz, mm. uh, this this idea that well, you know who are the heroes in yep. these stories? Who are we supposed to be supporting? And and really, it's just a case of we can all identify with sometimes having to do the wrong thing for mm. the right outcome. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think that's very important. It's it's television that feels a lot more realistic yeah. than anything yeah. we've seen in the yeah. past. And if you look at something like Seinfeld, which really broke through broke the mould because it was saying, hey, sitcoms don't have to be like full house, family ties. You don't have to have a moral at the end. You don't have to have people learning something. It can just be about a bunch of people who aren't necessarily that nice. Mm. Uh, but this is kind of takes it in a whole kind of mutated, a whole different direction again with the, with the whole family dynamic and what it does with it. So well, really, yeah, it's a really good show. Rather than seeing the people that we want to be on television, we see the people that we are on television. Mm. Uh, and I think, I think that works out really well. Mm. On to Entourage. Mm. Now, we, we have also talked about Entourage a lot on mm. Box Cutters. He's, mm. What's what's your humming? Why are you humming? I'm going to put this right out there. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure this should be in the Golden Age of Television. Really, I like it. I think it's I think it's funny. So it, you had it, nothing to say for weeds, but 
entourage you you're well, about. Well, for all those reasons that we so talked about, I had weeds. the question in my head about weeds. Really? That should be really. Oh, really? Well, for all those, but definitely not entourage. Well, Brett, do you want to talk for entourage? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll talk against it then. Uh, <laughs> There's, there's just a few things that make me uncomfortable. Look, I, I have to say outright, I love Entourage. I watch it every week. I'm a huge fan of it. There are definitely some problems. I still think it is very much a male fantasy show, which yep. may or may not be a problem. The the guys always get the girl. I mean, even Turtle. Even Turtle always gets the girl, which is... Yeah, a bit. There's something just a, there's something just a bit odd about that. But, but especially but, when, when you finally see Turtle without his hat. Yeah. <laughs> but they're kind of just side players and, and, and where the the romance and relationship stuff happens is, is around E. Yeah, that's true. And that's, that's, true. that's where it's actually real. There are no good female characters in this. The only the, the closest thing they had to a good female character was Debbie Menza. What's yeah, that, yeah. Is that her name? Who Debbie, played Debbie the, uh, who played the publicist? Uh, pregnant, chain-smoking, <laughs> crazy publicist. She's the only. She's the closest thing they've had to cut to a fleshed-out female character. Every everybody else is just just there to be had sex with, essentially. Even his girlfriend. I mean, she's not really a character. She's just there to be pretty and to kind of to throw a few complications in for him. All right. Here's here's why I think Entourage should be should yep. be in there, and it's also about s- sexual roles. Mm-hmm. There is great sexual tension in this show and it's not the sort of sexual tension that we see. It is the unrequited sexual tension of the agent and the star. Oh yeah. The relationship yep. between Ari. between Ari and Vinny mm-hmm. uh is is just superb. Vinny plays this is is playing hard to get constantly. And Ari is the geek boy just trying to make Vinny happy, mm-hmm. just constantly working that angle, doing everything to impress, everything to stay a part of Vinny's life. And that's, that's the relationship that we have on, on Entourage and everything else, all the other sexual relationships are exactly that. They, they're just throwaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get the girl, but it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because what really matters the the ultimate love is well Vinny's love for for what he's doing in in Hollywood yep. Yep. and f- for his craft uh, Ari's love for making money but Ari's love for Vinny's ability to make him money yep you know and that's that's where the passion is in this show yeah and I guess if you look at that if you take that even a step further it's really a, a love triangle when you include E in yeah that. because E is also vying for, for E's Vinny's love attention. for Vinny but in a completely different way yeah okay so that's and and we've never really seen that. No. On on television before we, you know, we kind of saw hints of it on the Larry Sanders show mm-hmm. uh, with Rip Torn's character and uh, with Artie yep. and uh, and Larry, but nothing to this extent, nothing as far as uh, the you know to, to the point where in recent episodes of Entourage, and if you're interested in seeing recent episodes, they are showing it on Arena at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ari uh, is actually. You know, talking about Vinny in his own ca- couples counselling. Yeah, you know this. This is the the extent to which his romance with Vinny has has and, t- and there's taken nothing. He, he, there's nothing he won't do for Vinny if if there's something going on uh, with Vinny that it, somehow in Ari's world that will disrupt everything else. That will disrupt, you know, uh, children's bar mitzvahs, love making with his wife. 
Uh, any any time at the synagogue, if something's going on, that takes precedence. Yeah, well, you know, we, we saw that uh, Ari did not go to a Lakers game. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the which, spurned lover. Yeah, because because he was scared that Vinny was going to be there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I just think that's, and we, we've never seen it played straight before. There's no homoerotic mm. tension in there. It's it's complete straight love and and passion. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I think that's why Entourage deserves to be in Golden okay. Age. Okay, you've sold me. And uh, also, I think if you're going to watch it, for no other reason, you'd be watching it for uh, for Ari's character. Even if you didn't like anything else, but you liked Ari, that, he's enough to watch it. He he is just fantastic. Yeah, yeah, just su- superb. You know, not very nice as, as a human from what I've seen, <laughs> but uh, but as a character, just now, fantastic. Uh, now, we have to clear up some confusion. Last week we mentioned Entourage briefly, and I was of the opinion that there are only two episodes left in the series and you said no 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 they're doing heaps I, more I'd heard that they were doing 20 this is how it uh, this is how it breaks down for some reason they decided to split series 3 up in two presumably because Sopr- that's what Sopranos was doing so yes. they said oh well we'll do the same with Entourage I'm, I'm not quite sure I'm sure I, I imagine Sopranos did it for a contractual reason so I don't quite know the full story there I've no idea why they decided to do it with uh with Entourage. Well, yes, Sopranos did it because there were there were not going to be seven seasons of Sopranos. Yeah, there exactly. There were only going to be six, so exactly. they just well, let's call that six, <laughs> which is which is insane. Uh, let's let's have six, but let's have the sixth one twice as long as all the others. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, anyway, so Entourage season three started in June '06, and it, the first part of it, and it ran until August '06. Yes. Then they had nine months off. Then they started again in April and are running until June 3rd, which makes 20 episodes. Right. Then they're having a week off. Right. And then they're starting season four, which runs from June 17th to September. Now, why you have nine months off in the middle of a season and still call it the same season and have a week off in the middle? And they're having a week off this week. And that's not, they're not calling that a new season. So why they're having a week off, it's just confusing, and I'm not sure why HBO's done it. I'm sure yeah, they have their reasons, but... Well, thanks for clarifying that, because hmm. I, I was confused. Have we, uh, is it to do with sweeps somewhere along the way there? No, HBO doesn't care about that shit. Okay. Mm. Um, they're just, above that shit, man. Uh, just a, a note on Weeds. Uh, Mary-Kate Olsen's going to be going solo without <gasps> Ashley. MK! Uh, for a guest role in Weeds. Uh, she'll be playing Tara, a devout young Christian who moves into the megachurch community of Majestic, which is a neighbour sur- neighbor suburb of Agrestic. Okay. I give you 10 bucks, she ends up being a slut. It's, it's interesting, too, they said that there's going to be 20 episodes, I think, with this series, which is, uh, which is upping it quite a bit from, uh, from the 12 that they had yeah, in the, the previous two, I think. Maybe the first one was even 10. Possibly. And uh, and especially considering our hope for the two perfect seasons, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. I, I wonder is it going to jump the shark in the third? Uh, it could possibly. And what's uh, any news on what poor other one will do? Not Mary, not Kate. The other Ashley. One. Ashley. <laughs> what's she, what's she going to do? Uh, not in weeds. Is, is she the which 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 one? Which, which one's the skinny, skinny drug addict? I think she's she's doing a special show Allegedly. called Rehab. <laughs> Thanks, Ross. <laughs> It, Kate, no, but... Kate's the skinny drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> right, so she's she's the black sheep of the three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 
Yeah, so, she's, so she's, Mary's in this. Uh, no idea what uh, Ashley's doing. No, no idea. Right. Cut! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this show. I love how we clear up confusion <laughs> from one thing and then create a whole lot more with something else. Uh, <laughs> this is an international crap TV this uh, this week, and it's good to see that the uh, subtle art of genius programming isn't just confined to Australia. Oh, bless. This, uh, this comes from Canada, from a network over there called CTV. Now, you might actually watch a bit more of CTV than you realise because... Uh, a lot of the torrents that come in of American shows come from CTV because they tend to screen shows an hour or two before the Americans screen them. Or in some cases, a day before. Or a day before. Seem to have less uh, watermarking and and promotional stuff on. You can tell, though, they they have the the maple leaf uh, in the PGM... The, uh, uh, it yes, kind yes, of breaks yes. off into a bit of a maple lift. Mm-hmm. Or, or you can just look at the watermark that says CTV down the bottom. Yeah, that's, that's what I tend to do. Anyway. E- either way. Uh, now, the way my understanding of the way the TV works over there is kind of similar to the way it works here, as in Canada don't show entire American networks. They just buy shows and put them on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same way, Channel 7 here can show Lost from the ABC, Heroes from NBC, and Prison Break from Fox with no problem. Uh, I think I think it's much the same over there. And CTV had a bit of a problem because they had the two-hour finale of Lost and the two-hour finale of Idol, which, of course, in the States had some crossover, went head-to-head over some time. Uh, but CTV had both of those shows. So they solved this problem by showing at 7 o'clock an hour of Lost. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> then at 8 o'clock, two hours of Idol. Fuck. And then at 10 o'clock, the final hour of Lost. Now, for those who haven't seen it, the Lost finale was not two separate episodes kind of just strapped together. It was a true movie-length episode. It, it was a double episode. It was... It was ongoing stories. The backstory that they had went throughout the whole episode. It wasn't two different people's backstories. This is just awful. That's why the torrents were split up. Yep. yep. Oh. Although although generally the lost torrents for the finales do get split up as well. But uh, I, I, this is kind of raising the bar. It's, it's like they're daring seven. They're going, come on, out stupid that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's really <laughs> that is that is crap, crap TV. TV. This is uh, Jess McGuire, and you're listening to the lovely men of Box Cutters, who are always here to helpfully inform you of any existence of photos of Britney Spears giving birth on all fours, clutching lions' heads. Love nothing better. Download the hell out of it. Ah, oh, the lovely Jess McGuire. She's too busy for us now. She is too busy. She is. La la la. <laughs> it's seasons end. The uh, the full the full season. Do you still call it the full season now? The the well, season of American television has come to an end. Shed a tear. And and it occurs to me that because we don't try and run any spoilers, we we don't tend to talk about things as they happen. And I'm sure there's lots of people who do keep up with the torrents and who do watch things as they screen in the US. So we're going to do our best to discuss a few of these things <laughs> with no spoilers. With no spoilers. Uh, but mainly I just want to get uh, your guys' opinion on 
how you think things have panned out. Because I think, uh, I know we're going to go over a bit of ground here, but I think things change a lot throughout the year. For example, Studio 60. Yes. Started out very strong. I haven't bothered it, to get the last two episodes. No. And ended up in a crap heap. I've, I've no yeah. idea. Yeah. Brett, you're the same? Uh, sorry. Studio 60? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't been keeping up with it. Didn't bother to... Because I think they... I, I haven't seen uh, Torrents for it anyway, but I think they did air the last two or they were planning yeah, to air they the, aired the last, last two, two uh, this weekend or this this weekend okay. past but I believe they'd actually gone to air in Canada oh had that so oh. I got them so, so that means I've, <laughs> that, that means I've actually seen them already oh okay and they're a piece of crap radio okay uh, The Office uh, you know what I only saw some of season three but I liked everything I saw okay nothing yet fantastic very very funny for me uh just just gets funnier and funnier. They've actually announced that they're going to do a 30-episode season next year, <gasps> including five hour-length episodes. Is one of them going to be a recreation of uh, the Star Wars episode four? I don't, I don't think so. But, uh, yeah, but The Office has been, uh, has been very funny. Uh, the Amazing Race, All-Stars? <sighs> Started really strongly. Yeah. And then Robin Amber got kicked out. And then, you know, interesting person after interesting person just kept getting kicked out. And it just got less and less interesting. There were some very funny moments in it. The one yeah. that's just gone to air here in Australia uh, with uh, Sharla and Myrna, where they were trying to tune the piano. Oh, oh that was, that, yeah, that was very funny. That was and, hysterical. And they were great for comic relief. Yeah. But. Not, not the sort of people you want to see. No, you don't barrack for them. Mm. Uh, mm. Whereas Robin Amber, you. You do, but and they got out so early. It was a shame. Survivor? Uh, you know what? I gave up on it. I, you I, gave up on Survivor? Well, I was getting it quite regularly, yep. and then I missed a week. Yep. Uh, and now I have no idea what happened. Mm. So, so this is a Survivor that's just started going to air here. I think they've had two episodes at yeah. this point. Uh, I really enjoyed it, but I felt very uncomfortable with the season finale. Uh, I, I think the the jury they they kind of get this holier than thou uh, holier than thou thing going on, and they lose all perspective. And suddenly they've never lied, but the people who are up for winning uh, are just lying, cretinous, horrible people. Uh, it, it got to uh, it was verging on abuse from Did- the jury to the to the finalists, which was it, it just it just made me really uncomfortable to watch. Do you think uh, survivors? Lost it a bit. Do you think it's it's? it's, had its run? I, I actually think that the um, that it has been rejuvenated by the whole race thing. Well, I I would have said that at the beginning of the of the series, but yep. by you know I I was up to I don't know three episodes before the end or, or something like that. And you lost I just interest. Kind of went, uh, yeah. You know, I'm not that concerned. I'll watch it if it's there, but yeah, I won't. You know. Hunt it out and and you know yep. make phone calls and do whatever I can to see it. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, no. I mean, yeah, I was still enjoying it, but yeah, like I said, the uh, the jury upset me a bit at the end. Uh, my name is El. Uh, everything I've seen, good. Yep. Every, everything I've funny, seen from from this season, good. A, a couple of of episodes, I go. Well, it's not really progressing the story, whatever story there is of uh, of Earl following his list, mm-hmm. but. Uh, and but they're still funny and clever yeah. in that same way that, that like third or fourth season, I think it was the third season of Growing Pains, started getting really self-referential and, uh, and a little bit surreal and, and clever in that way. 
uh, I think Earl's kind of doing the equivalent now. Okay. And I'm not uh, worrying about torrenting that, but uh, just watching them as Seven puts them well, out. Well, it's, it's funny you should say that because uh, Channel 7 on Thursday is showing the, if you, people on the video podcast will see that I'm doing air quotes, season, season finale. finale, which is funny because I've seen the whole season and there are another eight episodes left. No. But apparently this is the, air quotes again, season finale. <gasps> Uh-huh. So you might not uh, oh, you might what? not actually get to what? see the that end of that. crap TV. Yeah, that's uh that's just shocking. Interestingly, it it does take on those dimensions. The last 3 episodes become less about just crossing another name off the list and more about furthering Earl as a character. Right. Uh ending with quite an interesting and uh, tantalising season finale. Ooh, because he'll be living alone now. Because what's his face is and the brother has moved out in and into. Oh, you're so far behind, Brett. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> prison break. Eh. Not still watching. You know what? <laughs> you, you know what? Prison break really needed a prison. Well, funny you should say that. Uh, they're, they're they're heading back, back into prison that for next way season. for next season. Uh, it, it, I have to say. I was a big follower of it. I, I, I was kind of still, no, no, it's it's kind of like The Fugitive. It's cool. But towards the end, of it, it got silly even for Prison Break. <laughs> right. Which, uh, which is something. Uh, the Shield? Well, it's only just started. The, the Shield, it's 10 episodes in. It hasn't finished yet. Yeah, it has. I've only got 10 episodes. That's 10 all they're, they're doing. The no. last one was a double or, or a triple or something. 10's the last one. Really? Have you not noticed that there hasn't been any to download for the last few I, weeks? I have. I just thought there was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is the series is finished. He didn't think episode 10 being eight hours long might have been a tip off. <laughs> I want more. I don't, I don't mean to. <laughs> I want more. It was so good. Really? It was. I, I guess it didn't have a satisfactory end to the. <laughs> I want more. Okay. I want so much uh, more. Veronica Mars? You know what? Uh, they, they did a short run. It was uh, 20, 20 episodes mm-hmm. in, in the end. Episodes 1 through 17, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, episodes, oh, I think, it's, sorry, 1 through 16. Yeah, then really they good. came back for then four more. Then they came back for four more. Those four, uh, and, the, and the problem is it just kind of, it just ends. Yeah. And, but was uh, that and when they were trying back. to decide what they were going to do in the next season? No, I think they'd made these anyway. Uh, because it you know it leads towards nothing and uh, and they made the announcement uh just just before uh the season finale aired so yeah uh you know it kind of leaves it open for that but such a shame because the first part of of that series was was really good veronica mars yeah and there's some writing in those last four episodes that is just so snappy so funny exactly the sort of writing that we loved in buffy yep uh and, you know, kind of, we're saying this, but with a little bit of a wink to the uh, grown-up audience we know loves this show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss that from TV, I think. Yeah. And finally, Lost. Oh, <laughs> my God. What an amazing end. It was pretty good. I, it was pretty good. I don't want to say too much, but, ooh, my. Yes, as as you... 
possibly said on uh, on radio. Uh, the episode that's just aired on Channel Seven is where it kind of all comes together. Yes. Uh, from from then on, it just builds up. Pace. It's just better uh, and better and better every week. So much so that Brett's going to go home and watch the rest of them tonight, aren't you, mm-hmm. Brett? It, yes. Because uh, seriously, since watching the last episode of, of Lost last week, I've had moments where I, I've just kind of remembered a little bit from from that episode and gone, oh, but what happens with the... Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I need to know. And, yeah. and seriously, when it ended, I ran around my lounge room just going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Because oh <laughs> it was so exciting and I had so much energy from it. Yeah. It was just yeah. fantastic. What, yeah. a, what a great end. And, yeah, I found when I was doing other stuff, like when I've been writing and stuff, invariably I find I'm just sitting there thinking about Lost and thinking about all the possibilities and trying to piece it all together and work it out. So... Yeah, and I've got theories. Mm. Oh, do I have theories? Mm. Yeah, oh, so can't wait. Season's end. Let's. And we didn't talk about heroes. Oh, heroes! Of course, I, I left that off my list. Uh, I thought that was. Uh, I thought that was excellent. I yeah. think it kind of possibly peaks an episode or two before the end of the series. I, th- I think me. so. I think so as well. But uh, there, there is a particular episode. I think it's two or three on from where they're up to now on Channel Seven. Which is just fantastic, which uh, follows Hero, uh, which was, yeah, yeah, that's... Would, was just an amazing episode. And I think, uh, I, yeah, I, I think it kind of built up and up. And then I think the last one, it was good. It, 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 it was still a good yeah, finale. I, but I felt that as well. I felt a little bit like... <sighs> And and I'd been I'd been getting a little lap, lax with heroes and it had just kind of been falling behind a bit and then so we watched a whole lot in a row and it was like oh fantastic fantastic yeah yeah but and it was good have I'm, you been getting I'm, lax with with heroes because Lost has been so good and all you're thinking about is Lost it was because I uh, I went up to Queensland to ride on roller coasters and we've been behind on television ever since oh really yeah what a shame mm. season's end hey um when I cast my pod. It's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. And that brings us to pork and... Pork. 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 Funny story from uh, coming out of the US this week. Uh, One of the ones we didn't mention in Season's End, uh, probably because none of us are watching it, Uh, Jericho. Uh, finished with a bit of a cliffhanger, apparently, and then got cancelled. Yes, and the uh, the audience over there were were quite upset by this. All four of them, <laughs> uh, but apparently, apparently there's a lot of them. It, it finishes with uh, Skeet Ilrich saying to somebody, somebody offers their town a deal, and again, I'm trying not to do a spoiler here, but uh, Skeet turns down a deal. And quotes it's some World War Two quote or something, but he just says nuts. That's that's like the whole big season finale. Uh, so uh, uh, all the uh, nerds, fans of the show, <laughs> who love Jericho in protest, have decided that uh, they're going to send CBS as many nuts as they oh. can. And in fact, there's an <laughs> online nut store. <laughs> who have a special form to be able to buy and, and send nuts you know directly what? from there. It's been done with Save Our Bluths. It's been done. They sent bananas to Fox. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, it, yeah. Nerds with too much time on their nuts. Yeah, that's clearly. <laughs> Nerds uh, with too much time on their nuts. 
I think I did read something vaguely saying, uh, yeah, we'll try and tie something up for them, but it's not coming back. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, uh, they, d- they just had a frame at the end that said, Poochie was an alien, and he died on his way back to his home. <laughs> hey, the ABC's... I love that so much. <laughs> the ABC's uh, Second Life territory presence oh, yeah. has yes. been uh, vandalised. Devastated what, here, here or in, in or in in second, line, second life Australia oh, yes in second life so there's, I think you might have heard about it so if, th- so uh, there's virtual if their island had been remained a bombed cratered mess and in fact only the uh, transmission tower remaining standing <laughs> on the island <laughs> oh. well, so somebody's wait there's people there with planes I don't That's, understand how this second life works basically. Uh, I still think Jika and Aiku or whatever they are are made-up words anyway. What's the next big thing, Ross? Jaku. Yeah, that's that's just a made-up word. Twitter? Uh, I think it's all a scam. As soon as I say to someone, oh, yeah, I'm in Twitter, they'll everyone will point and laugh at me. What's the uh, what's the next big thing? Cool on. Ah, excellent. <laughs> Craig so Preston. from Cool Off. <laughs> Craig Preston, the head of technology for ABC Innovation, said, it looks like we've had some enormous cyber bomb set off on our site. Why? I still have a job, somebody but is, the head of ABC2 doesn't. Somebody has nuked us in some way, shape, or form, and they've obliterated almost every object on the site. Wait, who has nuclear weapons? In Like George Bush, in his, in his, is he playing Second Life? Like, could I get on this now and buy nuclear weapons and bomb the ABC? I guess so. Or would my other it's, self then get arrested? It's a scriptable <laughs> environment, so I, th- I think that you can create the power in the scripts. But I'm, I'm, I've actually just loaded it up today because I have to research it for work. Um, and so I'm just coming to terms yeah, with Yeah, that's, that's also it. why so, I watch so much television, Brett, because no. I have to uh, research it for work. Seriously. <laughs> what's, what's your, uh, what's your so, uh, avatar? I'll see what I can do. In, uh, are, are, you uh, like a, are you like you? Do you look like you? Are you, are you like a... B-Box Beaumont. Who's that? That's him. That's that's that's, me. that's so you. If you're, that's if you're you're in, as like a that's my little Japanese school SL girl. name. No. So, so if no. you're in, oh SL. Ooh, ooh, step back. <laughs> He's on SL. <laughs> do you but do you look like you? Uh, no. Are people going to recognise you from the video no. podcast and say, "Oh, that's that"? What what was your name? Beatbox Beaumont. Beatbox Beaumont. Oh, that looks like uh, Mr. Brett Copley. No, they won't. All in right. uh, in. In primary school and high school, we had kids who came from other countries yes. uh, who m- must have been well ahead of you, Brett, because they were in extra Second Life. So, so is my understanding. They, they kept, you know, leaving English class to go and do ESL. But <laughs> 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 Hey, now, uh, oh, just quickly, what are you talking about tomorrow on the... Uh, uh, tomorrow on Radio, Radio National. National. Uh, I'll actually be on at 10 to 8, not just after 8 oh. like I was last week. Yep. A uh, bit, bit of a shuffle around, just this week only, uh, 7.50 on Radio National on Tuesday morning. And, uh, and I will be talking a little bit about Big Brother and a little bit about Big Love. Oh, excellent. Uh, so that'll be on Radio National. With Big Love, of course, starting to screen on the SBS. Um, uh, this sometime. Saturday, I think. This Saturday? Yeah. Okay. I think that's uh, that's when it starts. That's quite exciting. Is it now, Sunday? I thought it was Sunday. I'm going to have to check. I yeah. really have to go home and do lots of work. I, yeah, I thought do. it was because I was going to be in trouble because I, I yeah. record three things already. And I, I 
it was going to be, yeah. Now. Hopefully I'm on top of that. Brett, have you, uh, have you got the thing ready? The first of our very exciting, possibly, this is, this is the return of a segment that we, uh, that we haven't had for, uh, that we haven't had for quite a while. So it's good to see it coming back, the return of a segment. And stay tuned after this because we have some more very exciting announcements. Okay, question three. Which Gareth, can I- are all these going to be about war? No, I got loads of. I got one on tennis. One on the Suez Canal. Loads. Okay, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? Box It is, of course, the return. The, the box cutters quiz. quiz. Fantastic. Now, Where, and now it's not just a quiz. You can win prizes. <laughs> I've actually got something in my hand that we can send to somebody. Yes. Now, one or two lucky winners. Uh, just one, one lucky winner. Mm-hmm. One lucky winner. Mm-hmm. One fantastic. Lucky winner. Uh, did, we, did we mention it while we were talking to Jason? Yeah, we did. Yeah. One lucky winner will receive a chart busting eighties volume four DVD, racing up the aria charts as Sitting we speak. Number thirty three on the charts. It's got thirty six classic eighties clips. It's hosted by Josie Pirelli. Plus well, bonus the clip, DVD. The clips are, are cool, but uh, the 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 real the gold on that disc is uh, the highlights from the Chart highlights, and the 80s. which uh, may or may not include Brett Cropley. Oh, yes. wait, wait, wait! Brett Cropley as Brett Cropley, or Brett Cropley as Beatbox? Beat, Beatbox, beat ahead. Not ESL my ESL student. No. <laughs> not his ESL student. No. The uh, chart busting eighties DVD will go to one lucky. Box Cutters listener who can email us to the following address. Oh, I was going to make... The lines are now open, joke uh, again. But uh, it's, it's too late. We'll, we'll cut this out. The lines are now open. Give me some at boxcutters.net. Can you spell that? G-I-M-M-E-S-O-M-E at B-O-X-C-U-T-T-E-R-S dot N-E-T. And you must answer the following question. What does B-R stand for? That's the question that Josie left us in Brett's voice. Repeat it. What does BR stand for? Now, in, in, in the chart-busting 80s world, Jeff Jenkins is uh, Josie's offsider. He's on the show BR. What does it stand for? Mm, fantastic. And if you're thinking of replying with B Arthur, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> They're just half our, half our contestants are just out yeah, like sorry. that. Like that. Uh, I also want to say, if you want to email us, hooray at boxcutters.net. Tell us, do you think Entourage should be in the golden age of television? Yeah. Do you think we should be in the do golden age Do you think we should be? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Email us uh, what you liked, what you didn't like about Season's End. Email us anything at all. And that brings us to the end well, of... maybe not you dirty jocks. <laughs> it doesn't quite. Not quite? Brett has an announcement. What? <laughs> Aren't you going to mention our, uh, our our brand well, new? Uh, we 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 do have some uh, some new friends down at Crumpler. You might have heard of them. They make uh, they started off in courier bags and now they make everything basically. I I, I love their eggs. <laughs> <laughs> their eggs are tasty, especially poached in a nice Chianti. Um, yes, we'll be having uh, listener giveaways from Crumpler uh, from next week. I think uh, we'll be having a bit of a not so much just a quiz 
answer a simple question thing, but uh, a bit of a challenge wow. for our listeners. Oh, that's wow. exciting. They want to be spreading the box cutter's love. Wow, that is exciting. So we'll uh, we'll be launching that next week. And uh, if you uh, if you love your crumpler stuff, which hey, we know you do, keep listening to box cutters. Yep. Or they've got stores all around Australia, New York. Toronto and Singapore. I've been to the Crumpler store in uh, in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Ah. It was it was really exciting. Well, they're, they're just about to launch their beer for bags campaign there. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Yep. Just take down some beers and uh, swap them for a bag. And that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode eighty seven. If you have any comments that you don't want to email, feel free to log on to the blog boxcutters.net. And uh, in in the meantime, I want to say thanks to uh, our new friends at Crumpler. I also want to say thanks to Josie Pirelli for coming in and talking about chart busting eighties. She's excellent, and uh, if it's, it's it's been a plethora of guests over the last few it, weeks, it has. We've done really well. Who's next? Quite disciplined, uh, M- Maddie Newton. Really? No, no. Although, wouldn't that be good? <laughs> it would actually. Uh, Chartbusting 80s DVD is out in stores now. If you don't manage to win one by emailing, give me some at boxcutters.net. Thanks also to our friends at 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast. Until next week, my name is Josh Can. Oh, wait! Next week's episode is going to be one day late. Yes. We're going to be recording it on a Tuesday. Oh, that's true. So that's until... True. Until yes. then. And then, are we going to do Queen's so, Birthday? So, you have to... We're going to be on time next can week. We, can can we talk about that off but, air? You, okay. but you have to have a whole new signature for the end of this episode. Yeah. Why? Because you'll work oh. it out when you get there. <laughs> Until next time, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for making the switch to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Just a day later. What, Same bat what, time. What, what are they switching from? <laughs> I, I don't know. He says that all the time. I don't know what they're switching from. It's not like we're on radio where people are just chasing the from, heat. From Channel 9's box cutters. Oh, right. <laughs> they're really happy that they've come to, to us in the podcast. We, we should have trademarked that. <laughs> and hey, let's we be careful have. out there. Oh, man. We would have been rich. <laughs>